Hello, hello everyone. This is Jen and it has been a literal hot minute or about 10 uh, since I've been in front of the mic recording for going there. And there's some pretty good reasons for that. I'm not going to apologize because it's life, but I do want to fill you in on what's been going on and some of the lessons I've learned and uh, what have you, because there, there's a lot that I've packed in in the last couple of months. So as you may or may not know, my mom came home from Ecuador. She's lived there for five years uh, for Easter, and she went into kidney failure, which was really scary. She almost died. Um, she was in the hospital for about a week. It was just an incredibly, incredibly sick person. And um, so she learned that she was no longer going to be able to live in the place that she had come to call home. And watching her go through that grief in the hospital was, it was heartbreaking to me because even though my mom and I have um, had our issues, what have you, over the years, normal mother-daughter stuff, um... I got my sense of adventure from her and to see this woman in front of me who I've always looked up to in those ways for just pursuing what she wants in life in spite of my dad and what have you here. She was being told she's not going to be able to do something that she, she's not going to be able to go to her home that she uh, had finally found for herself at the age, you know, in her sixties. And as you know, like it took me forever to finally find a place that felt like home. And and by home, I mean, a place that felt safe that I could come to and just be as safely held as possible. And um, we got that about three years ago when my husband and I moved into the city in St. Paul. So anyway, the the grief of not being able to see her dog ever again, Uh, her dog wasn't able to to make the move from Ecuador to Wisconsin. And that you know, my mom hadn't been able to say goodbye in person to her dog, her friends, all of that. It was truly heartbreaking. So fast forward, uh, my brother and I in late May went to Ecuador to pack my mom's apartment. And a couple of weeks before we were leaving, I was having anxiety through the roof. And the anxiety was from, am I going to run into my dad, right? Is my dad going to catch wind that we're, we're there and come cause a scene what have you. And just the the anxiety was off the chart, you guys. And, you know, I've talked about like, I don't normally consider myself an anxious person, but I'm like, dear God, if that's what anxiety feels like, my heart to you, because it was, it was awful, like sleepless nights, you know, little panic attacks, um, paralysis and being able to do things that just came normally to me, like going to work and, and podcasting and social media and, and all that stuff. So anyway, uh, you know, we asked my mom, like, please tell all your friends to to not say we're there. We just did not want to run into my dad. Um, so fast forward, my brother and I are in Ecuador, and we had a really, really fun time. You know, it was it wasn't a happy trip, but we were able to uh, get some adventure in there here and there and meet a lot of her friends and go to some of her favorite places. And it was just it was a wonderful time to connect with my brother. I mean, who at age 48 gets to spend a week alone with their brother in a foreign country? That's just kind of cool, right? And we did avoid my dad. There was there was a close call, but uh, I think within five minutes, we could have run into him. But anyway, we were walking on the streets and came across this expat couple and, uh, and uh, they asked, you know, Hey, where are you guys from? And we told them the story and mentioned our parents. They're like, Oh, we just saw your dad. 
And my brother and I, like we froze, our faces were in terror. I, I just, like I'm feeling it right now, my heart is racing. But it was the fear that he was that close to us. It happened that he was in the town over. And so he wasn't in the same town that we were. But it was just, you know, the point here is like that, that fear, that book, I always recommend the body keeps the score like my that stuff is in my DNA that is like, woven in the fabric of my being, this fear. And again, my brain is not afraid of my dad. But going back to those early years, when I was told he had the possibility of killing us, like I've, I've not worked through those fears. Um, so we'll get to that coming up here. Anyway, we had a great trip, came back home, got my mom settled into her new place. It's adorable. She's doing her health is doing really, really well. She's responded well to dialysis. So thank God and and the universe for all of that. So fast forward to the week that uh, Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade took their lives. At the same time, uh, I had a friend who was suicidal who was reaching out and an uncle I hadn't heard from in 20-ish years uh, was forwarding notes from my dad who was also suicidal. And my dad has been suicidal off and on throughout his life. Um, yeah, <laughs> heavy feelings around that. Um, but, you know, A, here's this uncle that is reaching out to me that I haven't heard from. And now I'm getting these emails from him, you know, from my dad via my uncle around this sui- or being suicidal. And uh, yeah, so I kind of, you know, I took that, I don't want to say I set it aside, like I've been carrying that for quite a while, uh, these last few weeks. But uh, through that time, it was, you know, I'm able to sit with the the sadness and discomfort of having a, a parent who's suicidal and, and a no contact parent, right? Um, but I also realized I'm, I need, I need extra support for the fear I feel when my dad's name is mentioned. And so I am actively, uh, pursuing the right therapy and therapist for me. I just, I realized as much as I now understand and have the awareness, the knowledge of what happened, how the impacts it's had my entire life. Um, I don't think this is something that I can do on my own. And so I'm seeking professional help for that. And that's good, right? Like that is a huge win in my book, because I've dealt with this, you know, I'm 48, I've dealt with this most of my life, especially my adult life. And this is the first time I'm acknowledging, I need extra support around this. And as a strong, independent, you know, woman, who doesn't like to ask for help, this is huge. Like this it, it comes naturally to me now with all the work I've done to say, hey, I need extra help. I am going to pursue this because this living in, in the fear and anxiety of hearing my dad's name or that he might be a town over, this is ridiculous. And I need to, I need to heal this shit, <laughs> um, to be blunt. So, so I'm dealing with that heavy stuff. And all the while, like life is also really, really good. Like I'm having fun adventures with my family my girlfriends, we went sea kayaking to, uh, or kayaking to the sea caves and the Apostle Islands. And, you know, I've been to a concert and plays and my children are doing really well. And I'm doing well. I'm loving my work. And, you know, I'm so engaged in life, while also 
feeling these very heavy thoughts, right? And so my point here in sharing this is, uh, you can have both the really, really amazing and you can have the in and it's really, really shitty, right? I love living in the paradox, the in-betweens of life. And this is this these last couple of months have just been the perfect example of me living in that paradox and not letting myself slip into those old patterns and behaviors and stories that kept me stuck for so fucking long, right? Like I am I'm so proud of myself for not going down, I'll just say the shitter, um, for lack of a better word. (laughs) Um, But in that time, also, I wasn't on social media, I wasn't podcasting, like my energy was being spent on, on other things, focused inward and making sure that I wasn't going to slip backwards. And you know, I don't even feel bad about that. Like it sometimes I was like, Oh, I should do Instagram more. I mean, but I'm like, I, I literally cannot feel bad about that because I was giving myself what I needed and I was having amazing relationships with my family and friends and I was dealing with the shittiness of my dad being suicidal. A fucking men. <laughs> like, it's taken me a long time to get to this point, my friends. <laughs> um, anyway, fast forward to last week. Now an aunt I haven't talked to in uh, about 20 years reaches out with another email from my dad, right? And in her email, she's saying, I know you've alienated your dad. Um, Your dad is suicidal. I hope you do the right thing. I was like, that word alienation, I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like shit has just gotten real. But then I paused a second. I'm like, you know what? She probably doesn't know the backstory, right? Um, she doesn't know the context of, of the things that happened and and what have you. And, And that's okay. We don't really know each other now, these 20 years later. So I told her, you know, I didn't tell her everything. I just shared some high level bullet points and I tried to be kind and, and I guess not overly emotional, but to say, here's the facts. Um, when it turned to abuse against my husband and children, that's when I went no contact And I offered my dad the option of doing family therapy together uh, or going no contact, and he chose no contact. So you know what? My, My job there was to offer the options that were acceptable to me. His job was to respond with the options that were acceptable to him. He chose no therapy. Um, and so, you know what? It is what it is. This is, this is where we're at, but we both, came to the table with uh, expectations and, you know, what was acceptable to both and, you know, walked away, not with a great situation, but um, I I just can't think of a different way through that at that point in time. Anyway, uh, a couple days go by and I finally get the response from, from my aunt and, you know, I was like too scared to read it. I had my husband read it, which is so ridiculous. You guys, I'm 48. Come on. But anyway, (laughs) and all she said was, I am so sorry. I didn't realize it was that bad. I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was that bad. You know, thoughts and prayers for your healing. And that was it. And I was so happy because I mean, I expected the worst where I'm a human being like you are. Um, I expected her to continue with the shame and guilt and and all of that because, of course, I carry shame and guilt. I have a suicidal suicidal parent that I'm not there for, right? Um, but I but I have to protect myself and my my family, my children especially. Uh, so I'm okay 
feeling the uh, the shame and guilt around that, right? Like my heart feels it, my brain knows different. They, they all work together and it's just fine. So I was really happy with her response. And, you know, maybe maybe this opens up doors with, uh, with his side of the family that have been closed for so long. Um, I don't know. I'm open to that possibility. And I've let them know that. So the ball's kind of in their court. And I'll just, you know, I'll just keep showing up being being who I am. So anyway, bringing it all back together, I'm back. I have so many episodes in the queue with just the coolest, the coolest people, you guys, like you guys, like animal psychics and a uh, tantric body worker and authors and artists and just all messy human beings, like <laughs> accepting their messiness and sharing their stories and the efforts to help us all feel less alone. I cannot wait to uh, get those into your ears. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm back. Like I'm, I've worked through this stuff and I don't apologize whatsoever. Like I'm just so happy that I recognized that I needed to go inward and have that be okay. Right. Uh, so that I didn't, you know, do what I do, what I've done in the past of like burn that shit down and start from scratch. Like I have that foundation. Like that is so fucking cool. You guys, that's what I want for everyone is to, if you, if you didn't grow up with that solid foundation, right? Like learn how to build it no matter where you're at in life. So with that, thank you so much. I love you. Uh, let me know where you're at. Like send me an email, jen at jenvertinen.com. You can reach out on Instagram at jenvertinen. I love reading that stuff. Like it keeps me going, you guys. So yeah, we will talk to you later. Bye.